Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Happy birthday, Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. Oh, yeah. You know what time it is? Yeah, you do, don't you? Because you're tuned in. Oh, yeah. It's time for Sports Yak. Sports Yak. The podcast. Here are the two boys. Corey Mann. Chuck Freebie. In South Bend. That's in Indiana. That's in America. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. Welcome to episode 58 of Sports Yak. <laughs> 58 let's see is that was that jack lambert of the pittsburgh steelers the fiercely gap-toothed linebacker for the steelers back in the steel curtain days who picked off vince ferragamo in super bowl 10 it was also babe ruth's birthday yes happy birthday to the sultan of swat born on this day i believe in 1895 i have a thought about that do you mind if i air it out please do I was being a, a baby about the Super Bowl, and uh, I'm not a fan of Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of the Patriots, but uh, I was... Uh, and why why aren't you a fan of Tom Brady? Because I, I, I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a University of Michigan fan where Tom came right. from. But after a couple of days of thinking about it, and then hearing Babe Ruth's birthday today, you and I were not alive to see the greatness that was that professional athlete. Right. We have seen great professional athletes like Michael Jordan in our lifetime. Tom Brady is an amazing athlete with six Super Bowl rings. Despite me not liking him, I've had the opportunity of seeing greatness at its best. Oh, yeah. So I have to take that in and go, okay, that's quite an accomplishment. The thing about Ruth is he completely transformed the way the game of baseball was played. In what way? The fact that the home run suddenly became the weapon of choice in Major League Baseball for scoring runs okay, and, and driving in runs. Prior to Ruth 
setting these home run records, I think the most home runs in major in a major league baseball career was somewhere around 175, and he hit 714 in his career. We're just in a, a point in life, I think, if you're paying close attention, you're seeing greatness over and over again. Despite if you love or hate them, you get to say to the grandkids, I, I watched that game. I watched those games, saw all six of them. The big social media debate right now is Tom Brady versus Joe Montana because Montana was perfect in Super Bowl games, never lost a Super Bowl. Three of the four Super Bowls that he won, he was the MVP. And the 49ers were dominant in their games, whereas this 10-point win by the Patriots over the Rams is their biggest Super Bowl victory margin. So the Patriots have won a lot of Super Bowls, but they've all been close, whereas the 49ers maybe were a more dominant team in their decade. We've got some feedback from Maniacs. Oh, I let's, love hearing feedback. Let's just chip them off as we go. All right. And, you know, positive and negative doesn't matter. Let us know what you're thinking. Hashtag worst song ever. Okay. This is a fantastic uh, something that you and I did battle with. Uh, our good friend Tommy writes, I've given the worst song ever question a lot of thought. I take you back to my first radio station near the end of the 80s for this little gem. Tommy gives us the perfect gentleman, ooh la la. Kind of a new edition Jackson 5 ripoff. It's funny that your song was ooh la la too, wasn't it? Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> the French phenom. Wow, we're already at 30 seconds for an intro. We have an email at thesportsyak with two Ks at gmail.com. Derek from Big and Tall Outlet, Chavez. This, according to him, is the worst song ever. That's just piercing. Yeah. This sounds like it should be in a Hitchcock movie. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah, I that I think that tops ooh la la. I'll put that right up there with thick. Let's celebrate quickly National Women in Sports Day. This is Muffet McGraw Monday night on her radio show with Bob Nagel. Okay, so first I want to talk a little bit about the word ladies because I know a lot of people like to call us the lady Irish. For some reason I find that offensive. How about you guys? When you start calling our men's team the gentleman Irish. Yeah, then we then, can, then you can call us yeah. the lady. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I'm with okay. you. Okay. All right, good. But her point is well taken. There is nothing in the nickname Fighting Irish which denotes one gender or another. Mm -hmm. So you're either a member of the Irish or you're not. It is not a, a mascot, say, like uh, the Kingsman, where it might be appropriate to say Lady Kingsman mm -hmm. because they're not men. I agree with her on that one. Well, let's start with college basketball. Last night, okay. Michigan, a good road win as they go to Rutgers and beat a Scarlet Knight team that had been playing pretty well as of late, and they beat them decisively, 77-65. So the Wolverines find themselves on top of the Big Ten by half a game over Purdue and a full game over Michigan State, which 
seems to be having some problems right now. They lost a game at home to IU on Saturday. What do you think about that? Well, that was a huge win for the Hoosiers because they were in absolute free fall and nobody expected them to win that game, especially with Jawan Morgan getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So a huge win for the Hoosiers, but a very tough loss for Michigan State. And they follow it with a road loss against an Illinois team that had not been very good either. A very young Illinois team that has, I think, five of their top seven players are freshmen. So Michigan State in trouble right now. They're a game out of first in the Big Ten, third overall, and then Wisconsin a game and a half back. And I've got the poll question up today on 46 Sports. Who do you think wins the Big Ten basketball race? And I basically listed those top four in order. Michigan, Purdue, Michigan State, or Wisconsin. Hmm. Who would you take to win the Big Ten basketball race. I'll stay in the state. I'll say Purdue. I will take Purdue as well because as you look at the schedule, Michigan still has to play Michigan State twice. And I think those two teams probably split those games. Purdue's schedule the rest of the way in the Big Ten is is fairly easy, to be honest. And so as we record the show right now, Michigan-Purdue pretty, pretty even in that poll. Mm-hmm. And far ahead of either Michigan State or Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin has a big game tonight on the road at Minnesota. Minnesota's a very physical team, so is Wisconsin. I wouldn't look for a lot of scoring in that game, but I would look uh, for some defense and rebounding to be present at Williams Arena tonight. Notre Dame plays tonight against uh, Miami, is that right? Yeah, you know, the Irish going on the road, they got that nice win the other night, uh, or the other day, I should say, at Boston College, and and Nick Jogo came off the milk carton and gave him 21 points in that game, and it just stunned me, the fact that Jogo had that kind of offensive productivity. But can they go into Coral Gables? Miami hasn't been very good this year either. They're 9-12 and 12 overall, 1-8 and eight in the ACC. So can the Irish make it two in a row, go in and steal another road game in Coral Gables, and and maybe start to get some confidence and some momentum. I would still like to see Jawan Durham come back, and, and the rumors are that he will be a factor in this game tonight, and that certainly helps the Irish, especially at the defensive end of the court. Bob Nagel gets on an airplane this afternoon with Notre Dame women's basketball. They'll play tomorrow night. You can hear that game on Pulse FM. In Miami, the Irish, uh, very impressive since the loss to North Carolina smacking Clemson, beating a terrible Georgia Tech team on Sunday by 44. Now they'll go down to Miami. They should be the favorite down there. They should have no problem with the Hurricanes, although Miami in the past has given the Irish difficulty down in the games in South Florida. You can follow Chuck on Twitter at 46sports. Uh, This podcast also on the Twitter machine at sportsyak with two Ks. Here's what the uh, feedback we get from uh, the Maniacs. They love local sports and talking about that, so let's jump into uh, girls and boys basketball. Okay, girls just wrapped up sectionals. The sectionals were delayed because of the polar vortex, and so a lot of sectionals didn't begin until last Friday, and they wrapped them up pretty much Monday and Tuesday. Penn wins its sectional. That was not a surprise at all. Christy Kineski, Ulrich's team, looking uh, very impressive in its sectional. They will now roll into the regional Saturday at LaPorte, where they will take on the surprising Plymouth Pilgrims. Plymouth had an incredible week of sectional play. 
They won three games by three points, one point, and one point. Mm. And two of those games were won on last-minute shots. Hallie Reichard hit a shot on Friday to beat Northridge in double overtime. They came back Saturday, beat Concord by one, had a lead, and then Concord came back and they held them off. And then on Monday night, Elkhart Central has the lead and is at the line with about four seconds left. Blazers miss the free throw. Plymouth gets the rebound, kicks it down the floor to Sydney Weir, who has no choice. She's got to hoist it from three-point range. It finds nothing but the bottom of the net. And the Pilgrims will now meet Penn in the regional in Laporte on Saturday. They'll be heavy underdogs, but they don't care. They are on a roll right now. 3A, Marion has survived the loss of their double uh, their double-digit scorer and double-digit rebounder, Anijah Payne, and the Knights persevere and rally to beat John Glenn on Monday night to win the sectional title. So back-to-back sectional titles for Steve Scott's squad. They take on a very good Knox squad on Saturday down at Rensselaer Central. Knox, Lindsey Simpson became their all-time leading girls basketball scorer on Monday night when the Redskins rolled past Hanover Central. And then in 2A, it, I think that's a very interesting regional at Winnemac on Saturday. North Judson won its sectional. They'll play Bluffton. Blue Jays should roll in that one. They'll probably run into the defending state champs, Central Noble, in the finals of that regional. And Central Noble is playing very well right now again. Sydney Freeman, terrific player for them. So that could be a, perhaps the most interesting of all the regional finals coming up on Saturday. Now, you mentioned boys' side. Last night, I thought the game of the night in the area was over at the Great Western Forum. Whenever two South Bend City schools get together, it is just a different atmosphere. We look forward to showcasing Riley and Adams on February 15th on 46, but Riley survived going to Washington last night and won 69-66. to Wildcats are ranked number 10 in the state. Boy, they gave Penn everything they wanted on Saturday. That game lived up to the expectations. Noah Applegate had 29 points, 16 rebounds, and helped Penn win by two with a tip-in at the buzzer. Penn looked really good last night. They smashed Bremen by 29, I believe. Uh, Other winners last night, St. Joe got a nice win over South Bend Adams, 79-71. We look forward to seeing them last game of the regular season. They've got a terrific sophomore by the name of J.R. Kinesny. His sister plays at Valpo, and J.R. has become a a Division I recruit. Um, Marion was very impressive last night, smashing Jimtown. I think the final was 70-25. Jaden Ivey had 23 in the first half. Knights are ranked number seven in this week's poll, behind number three, Culver Academy, which also steamrolled last night over Marquette. So we're seeing the cream kind of rising to the crop right now. The The teams that we expected to be good are showing their mettle. And we look forward to Friday night, Northern Lakes Conference showdown, Warsaw and Plymouth. Starting to do the research on this game, Corey. They have played since 1914. Wow. And... These two communities wow. don't like each other very much, <laughs> and it, it's quite the rivalry. In fact, one of the things I'm going to do in the next couple of days is just try to get some stories from this rivalry, but you've had Hall of Fame coaches like Al Rhodes and Jack Edison going head-to-head. Now you've got Doug Ogle and Ryan Bales, kind of the, the next breed of coach in that rivalry. 
and they'll play for first place in the Northern Lakes Conference on Friday night, and it should be fascinating. Sports Jack! Hashtag National Signing Day. Can you talk into that here locally? Well, fortunately, see, February, the first Wednesday of February used to be the big signing day, mm-hmm. and it used to be the only signing day. Now there is an early signing day in November, which allows students to graduate early from high school and enroll in college in January. So most of your big-time recruits have already been taken off the board by the time you get to the second signing day. The second signing day is still a big deal for a lot of our local kids. So, for instance, Amari Curtis, who is an outstanding football player at Culver Academy, just signed this morning to go to Southern Illinois. Uh, Ryan Whiteman, the running back at Penn, just signed to go to Indiana Wesleyan. Jalen Jennings at Riley has signed to go to Marion University. Gabe Johnson signed his letter of intent to go to Bethel College and play basketball this morning. So it's a it's a big day for a lot of local kids who aren't necessarily the top flight D1 athletes, but are still getting their chance to sign and go play at a college. And I don't care if you're playing at D1, D2, D3, NAIA, JUCO. That's a big deal if you can get somebody to help pay for your education down the road. NBA is nothing but a chess game. A lot of moving pieces. Well, last night in the NBA, I I think the shocking final was the fact that the Pacers just obliterated the Lakers Hmm. at Banker's Life. The worst loss that LeBron has ever been served in his career. Lakers lose by 42 The Pacer fans are chanting at other Laker players, LeBron's going to trade you, LeBron's going to trade you, which I thought was hilarious. And indeed, the Lakers do make a trade after the game, and they acquire Reggie Bullock from the Pistons. Reggie Bullock will give the Lakers a a pretty good defender out on the wing, which obviously, from the amount of points that they gave up to the Pacers last night, they need some help with their defensive effort. Of course, the big rumor is that the Pacers were going to, or excuse me, the Lakers were going to go out and trade for Anthony Davis, the New Orleans star who said that he wanted to be traded. But apparently the Pelicans were making so many demands that the Lakers kind of pushed away from the trade table. Still a chance it could happen. We'll see. The big trade made overnight was Philadelphia picking up Tobias Harris from the Clippers. Now, most of you probably don't know who Tobias Harris is. But he is a really good three-point shooting point guard. And when you insert him into that Philadelphia starting lineup with guys like Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's really kind of the missing element to what the Sixers needed in their starting lineup. The problem with the Sixers is they have no bench. No bench whatsoever. And they just traded away some of their better bench players to the Clippers to get Tobias Harris. So Wilson Chandler, the former Benton Harbor star who went to DePaul, has had a a pretty good 10-year career in the NBA. He goes to the Clippers now along with a couple of other players. And they sent four. This is what I couldn't understand. They sent four draft picks to the Clippers. Philadelphia's number one in 2020. Uh, Miami's number one in 2021 that Philadelphia had acquired in a trade. And two second-round draft picks. So the Clippers are sitting pretty for the draft going forward. Problem is they don't have anybody right now. They're going to plummet in the Western Conference. 
Edelman gets MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. Starts this season with a four-game suspension, performance-enhancing drugs. Where do you land on that? How do you feel about that? Well, they're two separate matters. Yes. I mean, when you evaluate that game, obviously Julian Edelman was the MVP. And unless you have evidence that he was back on the performance-enhancing drugs during the game, you have no reason not to vote for him as MVP. So that's one issue. But the other issue is the fact that you're, you are awarding somebody with a history of going outside the rules. Mm-hmm. And that always is going to cause some people to raise their eyebrows and say, well, how do we know he's not doing it again? And the answer is you don't. You don't know that he's not doing it again. And, and this goes back to the point that you made earlier in the show about one of the reasons that people don't like the Patriots, because there have always been skepticism about what Bill Belichick calls the Patriot way. Mm-hmm. And why have they been able to excel at a level that nobody else in the league has excelled at for the last 10 years? Now, is it Tom Brady? Well, we, we raise our eyebrows about Brady and the whole deflate gate thing. How much of a difference that made in that game? I don't know. Is that looking for excuses? Is that not appreciating how good he is? I don't know. Is Belichick doing something different than other people do? Well, I think one thing you have to look at Bill Belichick is he has always been able to stay a step ahead of everybody else in the chess game about acquiring acquiring talent and letting talent go while it still has apparent value mm-hmm. and, and knowing how to uh, move a roster around and, and work that to fulfill way. fulfill the need of what he's right. trying to pull off. And, and the other thing that I think you have to get give Belichick credit for is, you know, people talked about Bill Walsh of the 49ers being a great coach because he developed this West Coast system of football. Okay. But once people adapted to the West Coast system of football, what changes did Bill Walsh make? Bill Belichick makes changes game to game. He does not seem to have the same game plan for any team necessarily. So he might run the ball 37 times against one team and decide to come out throwing far more the next week. He, he really is able to take matchup to matchup and do things well. And I think that's a credit to his assistant coaches as well, but that, that stems from the head coach. What offseason moves do you think the Bears need to make in order to be a Super Bowl contender? Yes. Okay, kicker. We all agree the kicking situation has to be resolved. If that's resolved, do the Bears have what it takes to go to the Super Bowl next year? I think maybe if he had a couple of more people he could throw to. I agree. And maybe somebody who's just downright dangerous on special teams. Well, you've got Tariq Cohen. I, I think he's dangerous enough. I would I would stick with him. Okay. I think you need more of a burner threat at the receiver position, somebody that can just jet down the field and you can yes. throw deep to. And I'd like to see the tight end position get a little bit better. Who do we have there right now? Well, that's the thing. I couldn't tell you off the top of my yeah, head, okay. which makes me think that that position needs to get a little bit better. And, you know, we're we're one year under Coach Nagy's game plan. AP think, Coach of the Year, by the way. I think he'll he'll it'll be even more of a buy-in from more players. 
He's young. He's yeah. only had a couple of years in the in the league. I think you got to give him a chance. Certainly, you saw improvement from year two, from year one. Oh yeah, definitely. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good too. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks, but the second K is silent. Yesterday, the Chicago Cubs released something that might be of interest to people around here. Their regular season broadcast schedule. I saw that on your tweet. And I believe we are now just 52 days away from opening day for Major League Baseball. It's funny, the South Bend Tribune today, we have all this talk about basketball, it's National Signing Day, and things like that. Above the fold is you, Darvish, saying, I have more confidence. That's nice. Do you have more confidence than you, Darvish? <laughs> oh, boy. Six-year, $126 million deal to pitch for the Cubs. Completely ineffective in year one of that deal. Mm-hmm. And so as you take a look at the Cubs rotation, you still say the Cubs rotation as good as any in the National League. But I've seen some preseason publications that pick the Cubs to finish third in the National League Central behind the Cardinals, and behind the Brewers. Now the question is, nobody knows what teams are going to look like right now because there are about 99 free agents still out there waiting to be signed, including the two big kahuna, Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. I don't think either one of them is going to wind up in a Cubs uniform, but what uniform do they wind up in? Do they wind up in the National League? Are they somebody that the Cubs have to contend with on a regular basis? There's some more stuff to chew on. When's spring training? Like a week away? Pitchers and and catchers report next week. It is glorious. Oh, Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, thank you for listening. Wow, Monday. Are you here on Monday? I believe so. Episode 60. Wow. You know, we hit those big tens. I get excited. 60. 60. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time. So long, everybody. So long, everybody. Sports Yak, the podcast. A yak, you know what that is? It's like a water buffalo and a, and a, like an ugly guy. This is Jimmy Shorts. And you've been listening to Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. Time to turn it off. Get on with your life. Get out of here. Until next time, sports fans. Sports Yak is on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.